I always like to just start it. <laughs> then we feel like we're casual coming on in. Oh, I see. I just banged my elbow. I'm sorry. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. I am ready. All right. Hey, and welcome to Donna Martin Graduates. A podcast where we watch every episode of Beverly Hills 90210 in order and talk about our feelings. Aw. We're still recording at the Old Ash Hotel, which is still down the street from the Bell Ash Hotel. In a seedier part of Beverly Hills. And I'm one of your hosts, Andrea, not Andrea. And I'm the other host, Kelly. And like the other Kelly, I have given myself a bad haircut. This week, we watched season one, episode 18, Stand Up and Deliver. I don't think your haircut is that bad. <laughs> but that's just me. <sighs> da, da, da. The episode starts with Brandon walking down the hall, staring back at girls who pass him by, real enlightened man stuff, until Andrea hunts him down. She tells him that she has a proposition for him, and he replies, your desk or mine, wink wink. We all know that he's kidding, but deep down we also know that Andrea probably had to really hold herself back from ripping his clothes off right then and there. I'm glad she did. Yes. Yes, that he run for school office, as he is so new and that no one knows him well enough to hate him yet. Hmm. I don't know that I would count on that. No. Brenda, meanwhile, has a conversation with Dylan about canceling plans for the weekend so that he can go visit his dad in Mexico. She gives him a hard time because she's really not that good of a girlfriend and then asks him to take her with because she's so bored with her life. <laughs> Boo-hoo, he says, and I couldn't agree more. David is following Brandon down the hall, interviewing him for his new role as, I'm assuming, student body president, the thing he just decided like three minutes ago. Scott is videotaping it, and Kelly remarks that he looks like a politician, real Kennedy hair, and a real Kennedy attitude toward the women in his life. And if you know Kennedy's attitude toward women, you'll know it's not good. Uh, Kelly also remarks how attractive power is, and I have to agree with her here. I will admit I've had a thing for the last two Democratic presidents while in office. Okay. So a specific kind of power. Yes. Hmm. I'm attracted to a very specific, liberated kind of power. Gotcha. Kelly and Donna come to pick Brenda up for the evening and come inside so they can congratulate Brandon on saying that he just wants to run for office what the hell mm -hmm. kelly and donna fawn all over brandon while brenda goes upstairs to apparently cry because she just doesn't belong even though she has two close friends a boyfriend supportive parents jim who of course measures his success only by the success of brandon is ecstatic and immediately starts on his campaign the girls head to a comedy club where a performer named Skye is doing a set about how being an army brat affected her high school experience. I mean, clearly she is not in high school anymore, so why is she so focused on that? I'm not sure. But Brenda finds her relatable and thus hilarious. But I'll have to agree with Kelly that it wasn't that funny. And shout out to Skye for being Carol Burnett's daughter. Oh, is that who it is? It is. Oh, well, she's not that funny. Uh, back at Tasa Walsh, Steve is being sexist about some girl who only wears orange, while Brandon quickly taps on the keyboard of his desktop computer. By my calculation, he has typed roughly 1,046 words. What do you tell Stevie typed? I listen to my student body. Uh, what was the rest of what he was typing? The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog? <laughs> Shout out, typing class. That has every letter of the alphabet in it. Steve tells him that he is lame, 
that the president of the Beverly Hills High School went out with a different girl every week so he could nail their votes. Wink, wink, barf. Brandon tells him that's gross. And yes, yes, it is. And then Brandon muses that he might not have the killer instinct it takes to run for politics. A certain fiery car crash several years from now proves different. Mm-hmm. Too soon? Not soon enough? Not soon enough. Okay. At the comedy club, a different guy takes the stage while Skye takes the girls' orders. He singles Kelly out and starts talking about the amount of makeup she's wearing. Brenda quips about snap judgments and his jokes, and everyone thinks she's hilarious. And so does she. I mean, who doesn't? Oh, yeah, Kelly. Again, Kelly. Get it? We Kellys get it. Okay. The next day, the Walsh family is busy working on the campaign paraphernalia while Brenda regales them with her supposed wit. Kelly and Donna show up, and Kelly announces that she wants to help Brandon win. And then Andrea shows up and is like, what's that now? <laughs> Andrea tells Brandon that she was going to run, but backed out because she didn't want to lose. Brenda has plans to go back to the comedy club to hang out with her new best friend, Skye, but Kelly and Donna volunteer to stay at Casa Walsh to help Brandon work on campaign stuff. Brenda retorts, Skye is just too mature for you. Um, and that's, I guess, because she handles rejection really well. She does. She, she really does. And at the club, Sky is super excited to see the girl who she met for five minutes the night before and invites her to an event the next morning while Brenda is at school. Sky tells her how she dropped out at 16, traveled the country, and came back to work at a coffee shop. Brenda thinks Sky's life sounds amazing and decides that she wants to get her GED. Her parents obviously think it's a bad idea and tell her no. But she's Brenda and nobody tells her what to do. Damn right. And meanwhile, upstairs at the Walsh house, Kelly is playing professional political, political, oh my god, alliteration again. <laughs> Kelly is playing professional political photog, while Andrea is figuring out what issues for Brandon to run on. Brenda tells them all that she has plans on dropping out, and Kelly is like, you're a jackass. And Brandon tries yelling in her face, his favorite thing to do. And that always works. <clears throat> at school the next day, Brandon schmoozes the ladies of West Beverly, while Kelly butters up David to film a video for Brandon. Michael Miller, Brandon's opponent, suddenly feels the need to come talk to Brenda, who is writing jokes for her set for amateur night. Michael encourages her to keep working, and Kelly is worried to the fact that he's never been on the show, even though we've never seen him before, which means he's trying to get info for his campaign. Dun, dun, dun. Brenda's new comedy club friends do not think she is funny, and... They need to provide some pretty stale cliches on how she can improve. Sky then mentions that she needs a house sitter. And Brenda, of course, volunteers. Back at campaign headquarters, Andrea is disgusted by the slick political video that Kelly has made and quits the campaign. <gasps> and after she leaves, Kelly comes on to Brandon pretty oh, I don't know. Pretty what? Pretty bad briefy. <laughs> after she leaves, Kelly comes on to Brandon pretty aggressively and he declines saying he's only thinking of Steve. Gross. Mm. And Brenda interrupts the sexual tension, calls them political kindergartners, and then goes upstairs to start packing. When her parents come in to check on her, she tells them she's moving out. Apparently, that's a thing that 16-year-olds can declare. It's Beverly Hills. And her parents agree to let her house sit, and she's gone for a few minutes, and Brandon has already made her bedroom his campaign headquarters and remarks, it seems weird without Brenda here. She's been gone for like 10 minutes, Brandon. Relax. Jesus. <laughs> I'm never coming back, ever. Please. Please don't. No. 
So it's Guy's apartment, which has been spun painted to an inch of its life. Guy gives Brenda the rundown on the lots, the fish, the plants, before putting on her best blossom hat and leaving. Brenda uses her newfound freedom to try on hats, eat cake in bed, and go to bed without taking her makeup off. Rebel. At school, Brandon walks around shaking everyone's hand, telling them, Damn, glad to meet you. Andrea and Brendan commiserate about how awful they think Kelly and Brandon are now. Kelly asks Brenda to stop dressing like a hippie until the election is over and then invites her over to the campaign party. Brenda tells her that it's not hippie, it's Twin Peaks, which is very fashionable. Uh, one, I watch Twin Peaks, and that is not Twin Peaks. And second, this is the second week in a row that they talked about Twin Peaks. Is this like when they do promos on other people's podcasts, cross-promotional? Something like that. Maybe. Although I'm pretty sure I don't remember Twin Peaks ever talking about 90210. Exactly. When Brenda gets back to Skye's apartment, she finds the door ajar and strange men taking furniture. She thinks they are thieves and hides behind an ornamental pole. <laughs> very, nobody can see me there. Very effective. Remind me to play hide and seek with her. Yeah. The men are actually there repoing Skye's everything not everything not just furniture but like appliances and blankets and everything where did she go to get all that stuff <laughs> is this place like a renaissance on crack then the creepy dude from the comedy club shows up and is not surprised that sky owes everyone money he says that he and brenda can enjoy a romantic spaghetti dinner together but sky didn't pay the gas bill either Maybe you shouldn't try to be romantic with a 16-year-old who isn't even that funny, creepy guy from the comedy, comedy club. club. I can't believe I'm about to say these words. <laughs> Bran the man's candidate party is too much for Nana's house, so they move it to Sky's tiny apartment instead. Makes sense. I don't understand that. Uh, Donna's mansion is not quite big enough. Okay. But soon everyone learns that there's no food, water, power, you know, those essentials for a party, so they head to the beach pit instead. Brenda and Brandon argue about his political ambitions and her lack of support before Brenda spits angrily, I don't even want to vote. What is it with wealthy white women? Jack, the creepy guy from the comedy club, decides that a young girl with young emotion, young girl emotions is more than he wants, and he bails too. Brenda crosses her arms and looks to the corners. Because, you know, we know she wants to cry. The next day, Brandon and Mike Miller are getting ready to debate. And Brandon actually talks with his opponent and finds out how qualified and passionate he is about leading his class. During the debates, which are taking place in a hallway that looks like uh, roughly an audience of 20 people, uh, Brandon ends up throwing his support to his opponent. Andrea decides that they can be friends again. Yay! And Brenda says that she would vote for him. Great, Brenda. Now that he's not running. It's like 2016 all over again. Sorry. That's okay. Kelly tries to make up with Brenda since she has nothing going on at night anymore. But Brenda says she's busy writing her act. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey, Andrea. Hey, Kelly. Have you ever made a purchase online or stayed somewhere that you uh, saw online? I have. And have you ever left a review for any of those things? I have. Have you gone online and read any reviews before you've purchased or stayed somewhere? Yes, I have. Like the sugar-free gummy bears? Well, I didn't stay in sugar-free gummy bears, but yes, I've read those reviews quite a few times. Well, I read a review about a goat farm in California 
and people left positive reviews, but there was a spider that crawled in my hair and a grasshopper in the shower with me, so I wish we never would have stayed there. Oh, bummer. So, Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet is a comedy podcast featuring brother and sister Alex and Christine as they recap dramatic readings of one-star reviews written by real people with not-so-real problems, like the goat farm. Like the goat farm. Whether it's a bar's no-throw-up policy, a barista who's just too friendly, Ooh. or a school psychologist's fashion sense, reviewers complain about it all. And so prepare for equal amounts of laughter and eye-rolling. Kind of like this podcast. Exactly. Each week, Alex and Christine cover topics ranging from strip clubs in Vegas, ghost tours in New Orleans. I've been to a ghost tour in Vegas and a strip club in New Orleans. Does that count? Probably. Oh, perfect. Or DMVs in Phoenix. I have not done that. Nope. They nobly delve into the cesspools of Yelp, TripAdvisor, and other review sites to find you the best of the worst. Indeed. So listen to Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can also find them on all social media platforms at Beach Too Sandy. Bye. Bye. Brenda comes home, only to grab some clothes, and her parents talk about resisting the urge to beg her to come home. So they make a care package for her. You literally don't have to let her go. You know, that's kind of how being a parent works. Eh. So Brenda heads back to Skye's to find Skye sitting against the wall with her head in her hand. And she tells Brenda that living on her own is hard. And she had to go home to borrow money from her parents. Brenda naively says, but you have a job. Like, all jobs pay enough to live in L.A.? Brenda performs a stand-up show, which isn't very funny. It's all about her moving out and her parents being supportive and all of this other stuff. And and tells everyone that she wants to stay in school. You know, real funny comedy, jokey stuff. And people in the audience keep murmuring along, yes, yes, oh, mm-hmm, yeah. And don't they know that you're not supposed to do that? You just <laughs> laugh. You don't go, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Brenda moves back. Apparently there was a pedophile there. <laughs> I don't know what that voice was. I guess. Brenda moves back into the Walsh house, and everyone is so excited to see her that they forgot she stormed out to live on her own for three whole days and couldn't handle it. But did you catch that performance? Am I right? Am I right? Oh, oh, so funny. It was a side splitter. My eyes still hurt. My (laughs) ribs. That's it, because I punched myself there because it was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) The end. The end. We all did a bow. Curtsy. I tipped my hat. Your blossom hat? God, no. So, Andrea. (laughs) I don't like when you say my name like that. Anything new this week? Well, wait a minute. Did we talk about our issues? Isn't that what I do every week? Oh, those issues. (laughs) Um, What would our issues be this week? I don't know. Don't run for student body president when you don't know enough to be a student body president. I guess. Sure. I guess it's about the smarminess of politics. And it takes more than one job to live in LA. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess it depends on what your one job is. Yeah. Um, I guess the other one would be like, don't be in such a rush to grow up. Yes. Remember that you're only 16 and you're bound to repeat your junior year. But 
remember that you're only 16. She should have gotten that GED. Then she would have graduated. Have had to, she wouldn't have had to read her junior year. How did this whole class fail junior year? Well, I guess we don't know what the whole class did. Just those eight. Yeah. And technically it was only seven because David actually... Yeah, he graduated. Jumped ahead. Jumped ahead. Yeah. So he could graduate early with his friends. Yeah. That's a thing you can do. Yes. Just decide you want to do that early. Um, now you can ask me. No, what? I don't want to. You don't want to ask me anymore? No. Okay. The moment's passed. You don't have to. That's fine. <laughs> um, what'd you do this week? I'll ask you instead. I didn't do anything. You put up your Christmas tree? Oh, I did, yes. We put up our Christmas tree because Patrick loves Christmas and really wanted us to put up our Christmas tree. And we get all done, and I purchased a, our old Christmas tree, like, had the lights built in, but they didn't work anymore, and it was just starting to fall apart. And so last year, at the end of Christmas, I bought a new, like, beautiful flocked tree. It is pretty beautiful. And, yeah, and it was super tall, and it was, like, drastic sale. And we go to put it up, and I'm so excited. And one, I didn't even want them to put our crappy ornaments on the tree. I'm like, don't put that, don't put that hand that you made four years ago on my beautiful flock tree. But we get all done, and Patrick is still asking for the Christmas tree. So he wants that old, crappy, multicolored tree that we had last year. He doesn't like this new one. So we'll see how he uh, he adapts to that. But too bad we threw that one away sucka maybe he needs his own christmas tree we tried that for a while and it never i don't remember what happened but it was never good he had one in his room all year round and it was just like he destroyed it i think i don't remember well he wants christmas all year round and he wants it the way he wants it well guess what i'm not brandon's parents <laughs> he doesn't get everything he wants just 99 percent of what he wants so <laughs> It's that one percent. I'm a better parent than Jim and Cindy Walsh. There you go. Oh, am I boring you? I apologize. No, I had something in my eye. Was it a tear? <laughs> no. Teardrops on my guitar. I've been still listening to Christmas music when I'm alone because nobody that sounds healthy <laughs> wants to listen to Christmas music with me. Uh, I listen to Mix 96 every morning because it's got my Christmas selection going on. Yeah, I haven't listened. To, I am sad, though, that right now during the holiday season, they don't have the 80s on Saturdays anymore. I like listening to my Casey Kasem when I'm on my way to work on Saturdays. Oh, but he counted down the Christmas favorites yesterday. I heard him on our way to go get our family pictures taken. Oh, well, I'll have to give it a chance then. Yeah. I didn't hear that before. So. He was counting down the Christmas hits. Oh, I'll have to do, I'll have to look into that. And it was, number one was White Christmas. Oh. And number two was the Christmas song by Nat King Cole, which is my second favorite, also my second favorite Christmas song. White Christmas is not my first. Is it the Christmas shoes? No. God, no. Please. <laughs> Last Christmas is my favorite Christmas song. By Wham? Or by Glee? No. Well, actually, I don't discriminate. I like, there are several people that sing it. There's Carly Rae Jepsen does a good version of it. Glee does a good version. Ariana Grande does a good version. Uh, but Wham! is probably my favorite. Mm -hmm. And the video that makes absolutely no sense to go along with it. I think, what would be my second favorite Christmas song? Hmm. Probably that Elton John step into Christmas. I don't know why. But, yeah. Holidays are among us. 
I'm finding my, hold on. You're finding your holidays? No. Yes, I'm finding <laughs> my first favorite Christmas song. Oh, I also like I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. That is also one of my favorite Christmas songs. Hold on. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> hold on. Yes. We have to wait for the We have to wait for the commercial. The commercial. Get over with. Oh, yes. That is... I am that basic girl. It's Mariah. Hold on. I got to make sure it's less than 15 seconds. I think everybody gets the point now. All right. Oh, there's my song. I heard it. <laughs> yes, I. All I want for Christmas is my favorite Christmas. Or all I want for Christmas is you. I don't even all know I want you. for Christmas is you. Have you listened to the new uh, John Legend Kelly Clarkson "Baby It's Cold Outside" song? I have not yet. I, I don't either. see. I don't see why people are making a big deal about it. I mean, it's not like, and it's hilarious because Chris, Chrissy Teigen addressed this. I just love her on, on Twitter, but. People are making this big deal about how, you know, they hate it, blah, blah, blah. They never asked anybody to stop listening to the old version. No. They're not forcing this on anybody. They just no. made an alternate version of it that's Me Too friendly. So I don't get what people, there's this big uproar about it. Yeah. And somebody had said something on Twitter and um, about, you know, like, relax, guys. They're not asking you to stop listening to it. They're just saying, here, here's this, you know, more PC version if you would like to listen to it. And Chrissy Teigen shared it and said, oh, no, I'm pretty sure that I saw John and Kelly stealing these records out of people's hands. And I was just going on and on and on. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, if you don't follow Chrissy Teigen on Twitter, you you're really missing should. Out. She is hilarious. Yes. I enjoy her immensely. Yes. She's, she's a good Twitterer. Yes. She's also a good Instagrammer, too. Yes. She takes cute pictures of her kids. Oh, you mean Mini Chrissy and Missy Mini John? Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> I mean, much exactly what they are. Patrick and I are, you know, my kids look a lot like Chris and I, but that's just like just taking a version of their parents and putting them in like two foot form. Hilarious. Yeah, I get that a lot with Alex too. But man, he looks—he looks like Chrissy Teigen. No, but he looks just like me. Oh, and I say I don't see it, but everybody says that he does. And then everybody said that my cousin's little boy who looks like a cabbage patch doll looks like Alex too. So I don't know. Family genetics run strong. Genetics. It's crazy. Who would have thunk it? Um, Probably a geneticist. Maybe. Geneticist. Is that, a, is that what they are? Oh my God. So. What just came into your head? I was going to tell you that. Did you have an epiphany about your driving? No, not oh. about my driving. Oh, okay. I get an oil, getting an oil change tomorrow. That's exciting. Yeah. No, I was going to say 30 years ago this week is when the Berlin Wall came down. Yes, I saw that. I learned that on my 302010 podcast this week. Oh. That, uh, yeah, they played the clip of, you know, when the, the they were putting, breaking down pieces of the wall and people were going through. And, and they were like, now I don't have to pay $40 for a pair of jeans. Right. I. Uh, that was a lot back then. Yeah. Right. I mean. I was I've lit, watched it a couple of times, a couple of different times on YouTube because everything. If you ever wanted to watch like old news clips, that old, was Reagan too, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Old news Tear clips. Tear down that wall. Old anything like that is on YouTube, and you know pretty much the guy like they had a news conference in the East Germany was like, well, we're going to start, you know, making East and West Germany. They're going to start making the travel restrictions more lax and. Like, somebody asked a question, well, when does this go into effect? And the guy was like, now, right now. And they were like, so it goes into effect right now. Yep, right now. 
and like a thousand people stormed the border <laughs> and were like they said we could go across they said we could go across now and like the soldiers that were at the gate you know they were just like uh okay we don't know what to do i don't get paid enough for this see ya yeah <laughs> open it up let's go i mean it was bananas how people would have to like try to get across you know like they would hollow out like car seats and hide to sneak over to the uh, to the other side and they even said like two weeks before this happened they had shot somebody for trying to sneak across the border like walls work guys <laughs> i'm gonna edit that out <laughs> sarcasm i guess <laughs> I am. they took the wall down because it did not work they did it didn't work <laughs> so i just thought that was interesting and i feel like wow it's 30 years ago i'm like i mean i remember watching that i'm 13 was I 13? Yeah, 13. I don't know how old I was. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm quick with math. You are. You're on it. It probably helps that we're the same age and our weeks, our birthdays are only a week apart. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so if you're still listening, <laughs> you should continue to listen and you should go online and you should rate, review, and subscribe. Please give us five stars and say nice things about us. Please. It's the holiday season. Put a little love in your heart. Put a little love in your heart. I bought Scrooge. I love that movie. Uh, yes, it and is. Then she claps. And then she claps. It is the season for holiday movies and good feelings and you know that everything. Eggnog shakes at McDonald's. Eggnog shakes at Whitey's. Oh, they're much more expensive. All right. Yeah. So rate, review, subscribe. Follow us at grad, uh, graduates Donna on Twitter. Donna Martin graduates podcast on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, I still haven't gotten my shit together with Patreon. I promise next time I will. Um, you hear that? I, Write that down. She promises can, next then time. Then I can just sit there and nobody can donate to us. <laughs> and graduate Donna Martin graduates podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Ask us questions. Maybe we're, I'll answer them. I don't know. Yeah, we're uh, we're getting to the end of the. First season. We are. We might take a little break. We might? We might. I don't okay. know. We haven't talked about it. Maybe we should have done that before we announced <laughs> it on air. <laughs> we'll work that out amongst ourselves. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll see you next time with episode 19 that I don't remember what the name of it is. Um, April is the cruelest month? I don't know. Well, let's go with is. that. Okay, April is the cruelest. Otherwise month. known as when friends meets 90210. Oh yeah, Chandler Bing makes his a brief appearance in Beverly Hills 90210. Land. Why, why does he have a gun? Oh no. Anyway, he got tired of Monica's shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.